Listening to Arnold with William McCarthy, live from New York City. What's going on, my friends? I am back. I'm back from abroad, from Rise Film Tour. Here I stand, actually sit, in my underwear, kind of slept in because I'm jet-lagged. Woke up at 3 a.m. this morning, and I rolled around a little bit and said, all right, I'm jet-lagged. I'm sorry, man. My head's buzzing. There's so much excitement going on inside of me. Every night, I saw your faces out there, and I got to represent a film that came by way of a lot of friends and a really great community, and I got to see it on a big Cinemax screen. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, people keep asking me, like, what, what was it like to see yourself on a movie screen? Um, it's kind of like looking at a photo album, I guess. Uh, you kind of wince a little bit, but you're happy. It's like a happy wince, a nostalgic wince. I'm so glad that we did this. I'm so glad that we captured those nights. I think there, Todd was saying there's 35 hours of footage, which is like, it's just, it's a drop in the bucket um, in comparison to all the years that we were actually out there together. But I'm very, very lucky that somebody put a camera in front of us and captured Augustines doing what, uh, what they loved. So I got to travel around. Um, we went through, we did Islington. We went all the way up, all the way up into Scotland. We went through Manchester. And I got to meet just lovely people. There was a point, um, people in the Onward community, I try to make a point to be with them after shows and usually go get a bite to eat or hang out and just share life a little bit. Um, we got Chinese food at one point. We went out for kebabs. We had a really nice after party and we'd roll into the pub and people would be completely kind. My sister came, my niece came, my niece brought her buddy, my sister's partner, Donald. And uh, we would just sit there and, and trade stories. And it was like really, really gratifying to look around the table and see people from all over the world. Um, Americans, uh, Greeks, Canadians, Germans, um, Austrians, Dutch, Scottish people, Welsh people, um, Irish people. It was a joy. It was a real, real joy. In fact, it's something that I dreamt of as a kid, that I would have people in my life like that from all corners of the world. So it, um, it means a lot to me. I don't think I could really say in one sitting like what it means to me, but I don't have children. Um, but when I do, I think it's going to be an incredible thing for the little one to see their dad and what their dad's essentially what my life work was and hopefully is. Well, I spoke with my agent. I'll probably do a whole sort of write up about that because it was so interesting and we discussed quite a bit about the state of rock and roll and from his perspective booking shows what's going on in rock and roll and it apparently rock and roll is really declining and I wonder why 
Maybe you can leave a comment as to why you think rock and roll might be declining. But if you think about it, like the Black Keys probably broke 10 years ago. The Killers, I don't know, 16, 17 years ago. The Arcade Fire, 2004. Uh, Modest Mouse in the 2000s, that was years ago. Even the Gaslight Anthem, 2007. Palo went on tour with them. Um, the National started in the late 90s. That's really not exactly rock. But then it's sort of like, what's going on with rock music? And what are the festival billings looking like for you, Mr. Agent? And we just started talking about it. And I wonder, you know, I could say from my side that I understand rock and roll actually is pretty expensive to make. All those Fender Telecasters cost money. <clears throat> um, all the equipment costs money. And I get it when you're going up against <clears throat> somebody like... a. Um, Adele or something that, you know, you can pair things back. Um, and when you have like a pop star or a hip hop star, like playback and, and, uh, a laptop becomes such a integral part of the, the experience that you don't really need as many live musicians. Now I'm a rocker, true, true blue rock and roller. I'm a folky. So, um, wood and wire melody and song lyrics. Those are like my that's my playback. That's the, <laughs> those are the effects that I know. And it's funny because apparently like it's not getting booked as much. He went so far as to tell me that he doesn't think that a rock band will be signed in Europe um, where he's based, based in, in, in actually in the UK. He doesn't think there will be a rock band signed um, by a, a, a bigger label at all this year, which is what happened. Uh, but I understand you get... Um, if you look at Drake and you look at Kendrick Lamar and you look at some of the amazing acts that are going on, it's sort of like, and I guess we're in a new era. Um, can rock and roll die out? Is that possible? I wonder if Frank Sinatra and the big band jazz guys ever thought that they could die out. Uh, but apparently... Yeah. He said another interesting thing. He said that the Arctic Monkeys and and Led Zeppelin in in as we go into the future we'll all be lumped together. It's just like that. Ah, that's just rock and roll. Um <laughs> and it won't be indie rock or um n like noise rock or shoegaze or emo music or um straight up indie um or world beat or whatever. It'll all kind of be lumped as just rock. And question does indie even have a word it does it even is that title even like have weight anymore indie used to sort of mean it didn't sort of it was a knockoff of the, the long word independent meaning independent of the major label record system well major labels have kind of have to fend for themselves indie labels aren't always aren't always uh independent of major labels because they're sometimes they're owned or they're financed um, by major labels. So independent, the word indie music kind of doesn't even really apply anymore. So, and now into the Spotify era, we're here. Well, enough of all that, that really <laughs> invigorating, inspiring stuff, but I'm here in New York. I'm getting back to work. I just got off the phone with Eric. I'm going through all the tracks and I'm excited. I'm probably going to go back to Peter Cadis, the fella that we did our records with. 
Um, I'm going to go with his partner, his assistant, Greg Giorgio. I think I'm going to have him mix some of these tracks. Eric's going to mix a couple of them and my friend Joe McElhinney in New Jersey. I'm excited about the record. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but it's a tradition for me to go to the local pub in the neighborhood late at night. I always go around one or two in the morning when no one's there, when I finish a new record and I go in all by myself and I ask them if I can play it on the sound system. I've been doing that going all the way back when we did our very first record all in time with the National God back in 2004, and I've done it for every record. So yeah, that tradition is going to uh, come into my life again very, very soon. I'm listening to the tracks now. A couple little tweaks. Um, I think you guys are going to like it. It's got kind of everything that you would want for a record, and it is as of, as of yet unnamed. Um, so please, if you have a title for the album, let me know. <laughs> I'm struggling as yet unnamed album. Well, that's it, folks. I've got to go to Manhattan. I've got a uh, appointment tomorrow. I'm going to a ENT. Check out my my nasal passages. I've been really congested lately, and I want to check that out. And I'm sending you my best from Red Hook, Brooklyn. Wish Eric and I luck, just the very last touches. And I can't wait to get together a release schedule for you guys. I'm playing for the Astor Donovan Foundation on the 14th of April, I believe, in Texas. This is uh, raising money for the Scott Hutchison Fund. Scott worked with the Astor Donovan Foundation and also Frightened Rabbit as a band also did. And um, they decided to get in touch with me, and I'm honored that they did. I'm going down to Austin. I'm going to be performing with the film and doing some um, some Q&A and some public speaking. So let's get some money raised and um, get behind the Scott Hutchison Fund because he was a lovely person who is dearly missed. We miss you, brother. Okay, guys. Thank you. All right. I um, guess I won't have a mouthful of cornflakes when I... Say it this time. One, two, three. Don't fuck this up. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy live from Red Hook, Brooklyn.